Hare Krishna, today we are reading chapter 10, the opulence of the absolute, text number 3. Hare Krishna, Mataji or Prabhuji, please take away the call now. Hare Bhav. Hare Krishna, dear devotees, today Sharnagata Mataji has requested Khaladar Das Prabhu and me to facilitate the discussions that we are going to have on chapter 10, verse 3. So, uh, you know, we will uh, discuss this under the guidance of Ladar Das Prabhu. Uh, Prabhuji, if you want to start with the Mangalacharan prayers, please. Okay, thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Mangalacharan. Om Magnanta Mirandasya Gyananjana Shilakaya Chaksur Unmilitam Yena Tasme Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobisam Sapitam Yena Bhutali Swayam Rupaha Kadama Yam Dadati Swapadantikam One Dayam Shri Guru Shri Yutpadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamsya Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sagan Raghunathan Vintam Tam Sajeevam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijan Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sagan Lalita Srivisakan Vitamsya He Krishna Karna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Sapta Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpata Rubyasya Kupasindu Bhivacha Patita Nam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadar Srivasadi Gaurabhakta Vanda Everybody joins for Hare Krishna Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narottavam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayam Udhirai Nastaprayeshva Badreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Sloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naisaki Hare Krishna Mataji Prabhuji Vikas Prabhu, you take it over from this point. Hare Krishna. Sure, Prabhu. So, uh, 
uh, I mean, you will have to still guide us through the recitation of the words. But thereafter, uh, you know, there are seven uh, paragraphs in the purport. So uh, once we've done the recitation of the words, I will go through the word for word translation and the translation of the words. Uh, so there are about four, five of us. So maybe we each can take one paragraph. There are some small paragraphs in between. So maybe one of us who's getting the small paragraphs can read two two paragraphs together. So with that, uh, Prabhuji, please guide us for the chanting of the verse. Okay. Thank you, Dhanavad. So it's uh, Bhagavad Gita text number 3, um, um, in 10.3, at chapter 10, text number 3. It's on page number 421 on English Bhagavad Gita. So the wordings are, I'll read it first and I'll recite. Yo, mom, Ajim, I'll go the compounded way. Prabhupada has written. You can go Sanskrit way as well. Yo maam ajam anadimcha vetti loka maheshwaram asamudaha asamudaha samarteshu asamudaha samarteshu sarva papai sarva papai pramuchyate I'll recite this. Yo maam ajam anadimcha Vetti loka maheshwaram asamudaha samarteshu sarva papai pramuchyate. Hare Krishna, please try it. Hare Krishna, Sumati's reading. Yoma majamana dincha vetti loka maheshwaram. Asamudha Samartyeshu Sarva Pape Pramuchyate Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Yo Maam Janmanadim Yo Maam Janmanadim Chabeti Lok Maheswaram Asamudha Samartyeshu Sarva Pape Pramuchyate Hare Krishna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Veti Loka Maheshwaram Asamudha Samartyeshu Sarva Papahi Pramuchyate Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Mataji, please go ahead. Okay. okay. Yo mama jammana dimcha veti loka maheshwaram asamudhasa martyesho sarva papai pramuchyate Yo mama mana dimcha veti loka maheshwaram samudhasa martyesho sarva papai pramuchyate Hare Krishna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Is everybody done with the 
recitation of the words. Anybody on the call who, who would like to recite? Okay, so I'll begin with the word-for-word -word translation. <coughs> Yaha, anyone who, mom, me, ajam, unborn, anadim, without beginning, cha, also, vetti, nose, loka, of the planets, mahaishwaram, the supreme master, asamudaha, undiluted, saha, he, martyeshu, among those subject to death, Sarva Papai, from all sinful reactions, Pramuchyate is delivered. Translation, He who knows me as the unborn, as the beginningless, as the supreme lord of all the worlds, he only, undeluded among men, is freed from all sins. Hare Krishna. So in the order of chanting, we can uh, start to read the purport, one paragraph of each. Hare Krishna. Okay. Um, yes, as stated in the 7th chapter 7.3 Manushyanam sahasreshu kashchidyatati siddhai those who are trying to elevate themselves to the platform of spiritual realizations are not ordinary men. They are superior to millions and millions of ordinary men who have no knowledge of the spiritual realizations. But out of those actually trying to understand their spiritual situations, one who can come to the understanding that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the proprietor of everything, the, the unborn, is the most successfully spiritually realized person. In that stage, only when one has fully understood Krishna's supreme positions can one be free completely from all sinful sinful reactions. Hare Krishna. Next person, please. Hare Krishna. Sumati is reading. Here the word ajam, meaning unborn, should not be confused with the living entities who are described in the second chapter as ajam. The Lord is different from the living entities who are taking birth and dying due to material attachment. The conditioned souls are changing their bodies. But his body is not changeable. Even when he comes to this material world, he comes as the same unborn. Therefore, in the fourth chapter, it is said that the Lord, by his internal potency, is not under the inferior material energy, but is always the superior energy. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Harpsad reading. In this verse, the word Beti Loka Maheshwaram. Indicate that one should know that Lord Krishna is the supreme super property of the planetary system of the universe. He was existing before the creation, and he is he is different from his creation. All the demigods were created within this material world, but as far as Krishna is concerned, it is said that 
he is not created therefore krishna is different even from the great demigods like brahma and shiva and because he is the creator of brahma shiva and all other demigods he is the supreme person of all planets hari krishna hari krishna no i mean normally it would be me now in terms of sequence but uh, shyam rasika mata ji you can read the next three paragraphs from shri krishna all the way to into an ordinary child and then uh, valli mata ji you can read the last paragraph hari krishna okay uh, hari krishna shri krishna is therefore from shri krishna is therefore different from everything that is created one more and anyone who knows him as such as immediately becomes liberated from all sinful reactions one must be liberated from all sinful activities to be in the knowledge of the supreme lord only by devotional service can he be, be known and not by any other means as stated in bhagavad gita one should not try to understand krishna as a human being as stated previously only foolish persons think him to be a human being this is again expressed here in different in a different way a man who is not foolish who is intelligent enough to understand the constitutional position of the godhead he always free from all sinful reactions in krishna if krishna is known as the son of devaki then how he can be unborn that is also explaining shrimad bhagavatam when he appeared before devaki and vasudeva he was not born as an ordinary child he appeared in his original form and then he transformed himself into an ordinary child hari krishna hari krishna anything done under the directions of krishna is transcendental it cannot be contaminated by material reactions which may be auspicious or inauspicious the conception that there are things auspicious and inauspicious in the material world is more or less a mental concoction because there is nothing auspicious in the material world everything is inauspicious because the very material nature is inauspicious we simply imagine to be auspicious real auspiciousness depends on activities in krishna consciousness in full devotion and service therefore if we at all want our activities to be auspicious then we should work under the direction of supreme lord such directions are given in authoritative scriptures such as shrimad bhagavatam and bhagavad gita are from a bona fide spiritual master because the spiritual master is the representative of the supreme lord his direction is directly the direction of the supreme lord the spiritual master saintly persons and scripture scriptures directs the direct in the same way there is no contradiction in these three sources all actions done under such directions are free from the actions of pious or impious activities of this material world the transcendental attitude of the devotee in the performance of the activities is actually that of renunciation and is called sanyasa as stated in the first verse of 6th chapter of bhagavad gita one who acts as a matter of beauty becomes 
because he has been ordered to do so by the supreme lord and who does not seek shelter in the fruits of the activities ana anashita karma phalam is the true renouncer anything anyone acting under the direction of the supreme lord is actually a sanyasi and a yogi and not the man who is simply taken the dress of sanyasi or pseudo yogi hare krishna hare krishna lazardas prabhu do you want to give us your uh, you know thoughts and realization on this verse to get us started with the discussion I'll try Prabhu. Okay. Well, first of all, very deeply, Lord has explained about this verse about saying, Manushyanam Tadre Sukhashijatati Siddhe. So, we all try, you know. We all, I mean, those who are on the path of Krishna conscious, you know. we all try we try we want to realize and once we awaken up on this uh, this path we we'll try to do and follow and the finest thing um, i mean following the krishna consciousness the guidance of the guru maharaj is becomes very important on this factor you know we try with the mental uh, intelligence survey and that is not going to help us so so much but uh, like there is a two different factors here i see that when we read and think about it we use our intelligence and when we do devotional service we need the hearts there so it is realizations of this uh, I mean this is a very important chapter and this verse is very very deep. So to my understanding is uh what is Lord saying here uh which we have to think about and take the guidance from our Guru Maharaj first of all. Or whatever written here here by the Guru Maharaj according to their guidance and we try to understand maybe we get the idea of what lord is trying to say here that's my initial thoughts about it prabhuji hare krishna hare krishna prabhuji i'm i'm reminded of a simile you know uh, so there is chatushloki bhagavat then there is chatushloki gita so basically what the realized soul says in four verses uh, the entire bhagavat is uh, communicated and in four verses the entire essence of bhagavad gita uh, the 700 shlokas is communicated so it is on the power of the words of the person who has spoken uh, and how they understand and they are able to convey it in very few words so prabhu ji you went to the essence of it that ultimately we have to follow the dictations of uh, the sh- krishna the lord the shastra and the guru so uh, but we have to unpack a lot as to how that becomes the essence 
and why is the Lord actually uh, going there or why Prabhupada ends his purport talking about it. So, uh, you know, fools like me have to perhaps think a lot and uh, use lots of words to explain it, which you've explained in a lot of, uh, you know, very simplistically. Uh, so from my perspective, I was actually struggling uh, to think that, you know, when uh, the translation is, he who knows me as the unborn, as the beginningless, as the supreme lord of all the worlds, he, undeluded among men, is freed from all sins. So how is it that by knowing that the lord is unborn, beginningless, and is the supreme proprietor, one automatically becomes free from sins? How is that possible? So then, you know, if you really think about it, think of sins as a debt we have. How, how does one become debt free? You have to pay for what you borrowed before. You have to completely repay all of it. And you have to stop borrowing. Then you become debt free. So how is it that we become, say, uh, you know, uh, uh, freed from all sins? Which means, have we fully atoned for our sins that we've committed in the past? And how do we stop committing sins going forward? Both of these things have to happen, right? And how do they happen by knowing that the Lord is Aja, Anadi and Sarvalok Maheshwara? So this is, this is where I was uh, struck. I, I, I am perhaps analytical and they say that you need to understand uh, the Lord through Bhakti but I am perhaps with a philosophical mind, so I try to understand that a lot. Uh, so, and then I try to see, so is this true? Uh, so do we know? Do we think so? We all of us on the call, and I am asking this question of you. Do we know the, the, that the Lord is Aja, Anadi and Maheshwar? Do we know that? Do we believe that? And this is a question I am asking you. So if we know this of Krishna, and if we believe this of Krishna, can we say, all of us, can we say that we've been freed from all sinful, uh, uh, you know, freed from all sins? Can we really say that? And if not, then we have to think, why not? If you can say yes, then that's a different thing. If you think that you are now free from sin, really good for you, my humble obeisances to all of you, but those who are sadhakas, we have to think, are, why are we not uh, free from the sins? So this is where the thing is, you know, this is where Prabhupada therefore now starts, see, we have to really get to understand why the elevated souls talk about something and start from somewhere. So, because we think that he is and we believe he is, that doesn't mean that it has gotten and steeped completely into our consciousness. And hence Prabhupada says, Manushyanam sastreshu kaschid yatati yatatam api siddhanam kaschinmam vetti tatvata. So, there are millions and millions of, of living entities like us who have tried to understand Krishna. But only few become Siddha and even few of them or fewer of them actually start to understand Krishna Tattvataha. 
and then the very previous verse krishna says name vidu suragana prabhavam na maheshwar sorry prabhavam na maharshayah aham adirhi devanam maharshinam cha sarvashah so if so many millions have to begin and yet they cannot be successful the demigods cannot understand krishna maharshis cannot understand krishna then how is it is it even possible to understand krishna how to understand krishna so then the answer is uh, you know uh, it's it has come and in various purports it has come but it is very clearly stated as krishna is closing the uh, his uh, you know bhagavad gita so in chapter 8 in verse 55 krishna says bhaktya mam abhijanati yavan chasmi tatvatah tato mam tatvato gnyatva vishate tadanantra so only by bhakti is he to be known so why are people attempting to know him so they may attempt to know him because they desire something they want to get freed from uh, miseries etc they have now become tired of this uh, countless births and deaths so then they may want to know but why do they become unsuccessful so there are two things here krishna says bhakti bhakti is required so you need to try to know him in bhakti so the other methods are incomplete methods they you know without saying so the krishna is saying like they will not lead me uh, you to me so that is one part that you need to attempt to know him through bhakti then the second part is that you need to be part of disciplic succession so when you attempt to know the lord outside of disciplic succession and also other than in bhakti then you will not be successful so this is the thing so we uh, because we are in iskon because we are sadhakas uh, we need to start to have our consciousness uh, at least when we do the devotional service we should have that uh, you know that attitude of uh, bhakti that we are actually serving him why are we serving because that is our constitutional position and we need to be in that kind of consciousness 24/7 now in this words uh, you know uh, each word there is a contradiction so if you see prabhupada actually explains all of that he says you know Prabh- uh, the lord says three words here ajam but we uh, you know celebrate janmashtami so there is a contradiction there similarly anadi but at the same time we say that he is uh, you know devki nandan or uh, vasudev sutram devam so then he you know in some sense there is a contradiction how is he anadi if he is taking birth and then sarvaloka maheshwaram but then he is actually if he is maheshwara why he has to steal but he goes around stealing cards uh, from various places so there is contradiction here and very few people who even try to attempt to know krishna can actually understand what this means and therefore prabhupada then explains and he goes in the very next uh, paragraph he says this ajam is not similar to the ajam that is used in chapter 2 so what does he say in chapter 
you know, uh, there is this verse, chapter 2, I think it is around verse 20 or so. Na jayate mriyate va kadachin nayam bhutva bhavita vana bhuya. Ajo nitya shashvato yam purano na hanyate hanyamane sharede. So, Prabhupada very directly says that we are also ajas. I mean, as souls, we don't take birth. He is very clearly, Krishna has clearly said it. Right in the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, he said that we are ajas. So why is Krishna again saying that he is Aja and how is he different? Because Prabhupada says we are not in our Swarup Chitta. We are not in our trans, uh, constitutional position. Because we forget our constitutional position, we are forced to take birth. So this is the difference. He is not forced to take birth. He always appears in his own original form. No matter in what form he comes, what avatar he is uh, manifesting, what leelas he is manifesting, he is himself all the time. We don't know. We are not ourselves all the time. Even in chapter 4 verse 1, Krishna says, we have taken millions of births, Arjuna. You don't remember anything. I remember everything because he is always in constitutional position. He is never touched and influenced by Maya, although Maya comes from him. Now let's understand why the Lord says, you know, that the, in the previous verse he says, people cannot understand me. But then he uses these three words. So why is he saying these three words? What is the significance of the word Aja, Anadi and Sarvaloka Maheshwara? So Aja means someone who's not taking birth. Now, uh, you know, <clears throat> the reason we take birth is because we are in material consciousness. Uh, the Lord is not. So the Lord is now differentiating himself from the Baddha Jivas. So the billions and trillions of Jivas who are in this material world in all the 14 Lokas and perhaps even the 28 uh, uh, Narakas or Patalas, uh, beneath the Patalas, the, the hellish planets. So Krishna is differentiating himself from them completely, saying they are Baddha, I am Ajam, I never take birth. But then there are those other people who are Jivan Mukta. So there are living entities who become Jivan Mukta, who now will never take birth. So Krishna then says, okay, I am even different from them because I am Anadi, there is no beginning for me. So those who have become Jivan Mukta, they, at least at some point of time, had a history and they were not Jivan Mukta. They have taken material birth. So Krishna is differentiating himself from the Baddha Jivas and the Jivan Muktas. Then he is using the word Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. Now he is making a big leap. He is saying, I am beyond Nitya Muktas also. So the Baddha Jivas and Jivan Muktas are in this world. But then in Vaikuntha or on his own planet, there are other jivas who are eternally his associates. But he is differentiating himself now even from those and says, I am the Sarvalok Maheshwaram, not them. I am the Sarvalok Maheshwaram. What does this mean? In these three words, what Krishna has already done is that he has differentiated himself from the living entities, from the demigods from the creation, from Maya Shakti, 
from uh, even the entities in Vaikuntha and other planets and established his supremacy. So when we know him that he is like that, therefore he is not taking birth because he is transcendental, he doesn't touch matter, therefore he does not take birth. When we know that, we will become Aja. We, how will we become Aja? Because when you are in touch with transcendence, you are like the iron rod is in touch with the fire. When the iron rod is in touch with the fire, it becomes like fire. It has exactly the same qualities of fire and all the impurities are burnt. So this is why when you know that the Lord is Aja, why is Aja, what Aja really means, you will start to understand that you yourself are Aja, you need to come out of this Janma Mrityu Jaravyadi circle and then once you realize that, your actions automatically will change. And now we can start to get glimpses of why Krishna is saying that if you know these three things about me, you will actually be freed from uh, all sins. Uh, I'll take a pause. I'll see whether if people have any questions here or, uh, you know, comments. Uh, please feel free to, uh, you know, relate your experiences, your thoughts on this. I actually feel to keep listening you, Prabhu. Really, really beautiful way you have explained. And I'm looking all the time, every Sunday that you speak, and I listen and learn a lot more. Hare Krishna. Prabhu, it's not me. It's, I am a parrot at, at the best. Uh, it's basically other uh, Prabhus who have talked about these chapters and these verses. Uh, and I, if what I remember from what they have said, then I simply repeat that. So it's really not me. These are not my realizations. But one of the realizations that did come to me is, you know, when we say that he is Sarvalok Maheshwara, if we really, really believe it, then we will understand that, uh, you know, he is my Lord, He is my owner, He is my proprietor. He, if He is the proprietor of all the worlds, He is the proprietor of me, my entity. What is my entity? My entity is made up of matter and of the soul. He is the owner of all of that. See, generally, sometimes, and when I used to read Bhagavad Gita long ago with no maturity, I used to think proprietor means what? Like a shop owner. Now, the shopkeeper does not really, you know, you don't think that he owns the servants. The king, you may think that he is the proprietor, but we think that he doesn't own the uh, people inside. He doesn't control every action of mine. But the Lord is very different. When we see words are different in our material life, we use these words very generally. But in the in the context of the Lord, we have to understand what that word really means. Proprietor means he owns completely. I am like a slave. I am like an animal that is owned by him. I have no, no other. I cannot have any free will for myself. I cannot do things for myself. I am supposed to fully serve him. 
If we understand it that way, then Prabhupada therefore is saying, anything done under the direction of Krishna is transcendental. Because once we understand that he is the supreme proprietor, we cannot act for ourselves. We will only be acting for him. It's like when we go to office, we don't act for ourselves. The entire time we are at office, we are working for our employer. That mentality has to steep into all of us 24-7 that we are working for Krishna. At that time, now if say the servant or the employee makes a mistake, he is not responsible. Even if say in my uh, duty I lose $1000 for my company, the company is not going to charge me, it is taken as errors. But I don't have to pay for it. Now try to understand why we are freed from sins. Because now you have truly understood that he is the master. My mistakes are his mistakes. My past is his doing. My future is his caring. I don't have to worry about it. He has to take care. He has to ensure I am his dog. So he has to feed me. He has to walk me. He has to take care of me. What do I have to worry about the matter now? What do I have to do in material world? Once we have that kind of consciousness, our connection with matter will uh, go away and therefore we will become Aja, therefore we will become sinless. Because we are not in matter. See, and then Prabhupada says auspiciousness and inauspiciousness, sinful reaction or uh, you know good karma. All of these are so long as we have we are in matter and we have material consciousness. But when we are not in matter, we are not in material consciousness, when we are truly in touch with him, there is no such thing as inauspiciousness. He takes over then at that time. So that was my realization that we should at least, you know, uh, try to really think through this. There are so many deep, deep sentences, deep verses, one of the things that I was very amazed at when Prabhupada says, it's a circular logic, if you know what circular logic means. <coughs> you know, there is this uh, paragraph where Prabhupada says, Sri Krishna is therefore different from everything that is created. And anyone who knows him as such, immediately becomes liberated from all sinful uh, reactions. Then he says the circular way in the next sentence. One must be liberated from all sinful reactions to be in knowledge of the Supreme Lord. So he says, you need to be in knowledge of Supreme Lord to be liberated from sinful reaction. And one must be liberated to understand the Supreme Lord. How? So where do you begin? Right? And this is similar to, if you think about it, uh, there is a verse in Srimad Bhagavatam. Narad Muni says it, that death and enlightenment happen simultaneously. So when you are in touch with Krishna, freedom from matter and touch with transcendence happens simultaneously. And therefore, you know, this logic also then works, that circular logic, because both of these things happen simultaneously like that. So these were some additional realizations. But uh, I don't want to be the only one who's speaking about these things. Please, uh, Matajis, Prabhujis, uh, Add your uh, thoughts and perspectives. Hare Krishna.
कर्मप्रसाद प्रभु सुमती माता जी वल्ली माता जी श्यामला it the spiritual activities are always uh, going on in any some universe at the same time that's what they say right prabhuji because the same activities will be repeating repeating and uh, um, this uh, universe it is uh, um, uh, done like past 5000 years back or something they say but uh, somewhere it is always uh, in the krishna leela is continuous So yes, Mata Ji, I have also read and heard about it. Yes, Mata. Ah, uh, yeah, and also it differs from time to time. And uh, one time when it was done, it is said like this, and the second time maybe it is a different thing. Whenever there is a controversy, they feel that it is a, a repetition. So for uh, uh, his own enjoyment uh, and for uh, mercy upon us mainly. how to um, get into the devotional service uh, god has created all these things and uh, it will be uh, their own experience for me propositive i feel like uh, what they think and it is um, god's own mercy how he opens up to each devotee um, because the karma is always there the baggage but uh, sometimes uh, um, i'm listening to the other classes in the bhagavatam mainly and they say that um, even if we go to swarga naraka moksha whatever they call um, the earthly planet is more advantageous than any other planets there are sins committed here but we will get uh, um, the reaction to the sins in the um, heaven or hell but those planets are also um, having their own uh, negative things like um, even the swarga they said if even if we go to the heavenly planets there are many uh, um, and like uh, um, uh, all these apsaras will be there and all this uh, wine and women and everything will be there and uh, not many of them are chanting or doing devotional services so that is not a best place to stay also um, so as long as we have this body this is the instrument that we can perform our activities and uh, have a path towards uh, um, the goloka brindavan that will that should be our uh, um main uh, intention than going to the uh, taking a moksha or a swarga or a naraka or anything wherever the activities are continuously going uh, we don't know the place but uh, we always have to pray for the lord to take to that place where we can sing the glories and uh, listen to the katha krishna katha most of the time and uh, uh dwell in the devotional service that's what i feel prabhuji because uh, uh, beginningless means um, he is there and he is watching he is the witness of all the as we remember uh, this is talking about the two birds sitting on a branch and one is uh, doing all the karmas and the super soul and soul so he is witnessing all of us um so we are uh, uh, we are uh, we don't have an ambition to get freed from all these things also because uh, um once we are free we may go to this uh, other planets that's what we um, we are afraid of and we want to stay the spiritual uh, abode of the godhead that is either um, vaikuntha loka or aragoloka brindavan 
हरे कृष्ण प्रभु जी दट सो टाइप उटरीज somehow to extend life by another 5 years 10 years etc there are people who are uh, freezing their bodies after death thinking that cryogenics etc will actually at some point of time make them come to life again in the very same body and then there are others who aim for perhaps heavenly planets and then there are even amongst vaishnavas then we aim for vaikuntha we want to be out of material world we want to be where there is no kunta no limit but then the, there is that further advanced devotee who says no no matter where the lord is i want to be with him i want to be with his devotees and be wanting to listen to his katha uh, because where he is there is goloka and that's where i want to be so that is even a higher realization so we need to really see what and where we are aiming at because what you aim at even if you achieve 100% you will only get what you aimed at you will many of us even fall short of 100% so we really need to aim and keep aiming higher and higher and what you said yeah that is the highest of uh, you know devotees uh, desires that we would be in with krishna wherever he is past, uh, you know present personally and uh, he is and acting his past times hari krishna uh, the thing i was uh, <clears throat> similarly reading and thinking at the time you were reading prabhuji so here it says oh ma you mam ajam anadim chaval vetti lokumaishwaram asamura samarthesu sarva pape pumachate similar Lord has said in 4.9, Janma karma te me divyam evam yo vetti tatvataha tektva deham punar janma naiti maameti sorjuna. Here, this is the one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world, but attain my eternal abode, O Arjuna. <clears throat> yeah i similarly uh, readers go and read this bhagavad gita and think about it think about it through his intelligence you know he probably don't get the answers you know uh, that's what i i that's what I, i feel it and that's what i try to many times and it don't it the answer does not come then you go one more step to the lord says in 9.3 ashraddha dana purusha dharma shashya parantapa aprapya mam nivartante mrutu sansara vartmani those who are not faithful in this devotion service cannot attain me o conqueror of enemies 
Therefore, they return to the path of the birth and death in this material world. So, for me, um, for any person, any devotees, maybe try to use their intelligence or try to read many scriptures, no matter what. But within with the subject is inconceivable. How do we know inconceivable? And I had a, some younger students, they asked Prabhupada, why, why is written which is inconceivable? Why is written in Bhagavad Gita or Bhagavatam? Where do they get knowledge of this? Which is, the subject is inconceivable, you know? And I had a hard time to answer them. But then, then you go to your hearts, you know, here Lord ushered the dana. So, do I have, I, I similarly ask myself, do I really believe what's written in the, in the Bhagavatam and, and in the Bhagavad Gita? Do I believe what my Guru Maharaj is preaching or other Iskand is devotees preaching? How do I believe that? So then my heart answering that everything don't have a proof. You cannot prove this on the table. Like in this material, we we'll try to prove. And this, in the modern Kaliyug, has the highest questions, you know. We ask more questions. Even though we don't have any idea of what we're asking. And the answer, we don't get it, definitely. So to convince our hearts, uh, I mean, convince ourselves, not through the mind, not through the word intelligence, not only reading on a piece of paper, but go through your heart. Ask yourself, where are you at? Are you really believing what the Lord is saying? And gradually, gradually, by your deep devotions, you know, you, you may get some satisfaction through your heart will answering you. It takes time. And... Uh, then you realize what the Lord is trying to say. And maybe he's sitting right in your heart, you know. Once you know yourself, he's very next, the best friend you have, like 9.18, he says, uh, he can answer you. And your shraddha becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And you start accepting and then you realize the blissful moments come in your hearts, you know. So a lot of time, this kind of slokes, we have to go inside of us, find ourselves, and maybe he's right there answering those things for you. Hare Krishna. Yes, Prabhu. Really deep philosophical thoughts. So true, uh, you know, uh, the, I, I think the problem is people try to look for proof, but proof, the way we've been brought up, and unfortunately the education system is there today, we think of the proof in material sense, but we know that the body is matter, so, uh, you know, there can be only so much proof with the body, so yoga gives you, uh, say, happiness and well-being, but that is at the bodily level. It also gives you mental peace. It also gives you better concentration. So now, those who have awareness beyond body will see their energy levels rise. They will understand that their mental uh, state is different now. But the proof is there. The proof is in 
uh, you know our body in our energy in our mind and as you further go along in the intelligence then in the negation of the false ego and then in the devotional service but this is the unconceivable portion that the proof itself gets revealed to each one of us differently and the reason it happens is because you know we all come with our own baggage because our thinking our thoughts our consciousness our intelligence is all framed with and because of the millions and billions of previous births and experiences so all of them manifest in our thinking so even the very same words when we read when we hear we interpret and understand differently because the background is different so say we have 10 different qualities of paper the same ink microscopically will be very different on the 10 different papers even if you write the simple letter uh, a or write one on it it will actually under microscope it will be completely different on 10 different qualities of paper so it's the same thing the proof is there if you look deep within and you increase the consciousness we will see the proof and it is inconceivable because everyone will have a slightly different way of understanding that proof or may even not see the proof so it's really it becomes very philosophical and at some point of time they say that you have to keep philosophy aside just do it because others have done it they have become successful you don't have to you know in this part of the world they say don't boil the ocean so sometimes philosophy is like boiling the ocean we don't have to we have to at times give up that and uh, you know just submit surrender so so again as i say i use perhaps 100 words to explain what you are saying in 10 words prabhu hari krishna uh mata ji sumati mata ji you are quiet for a long time yes everybody everybody i was listening to what all uh, prabhuji and mata ji were uh, telling and it was really uh, really new and it was also really nice to listen to okay, prabhuji yeah. any realizations or any comments you want to share with us uh yes prabhuji prabhuji i wanted to ask that in this verse the lord tells that he is unborn and he is above all us he is beyond us and he is beginningless so those who know this fact they are freed from all sins but prabhuji uh, sometimes like in the scriptures it's mentioned that many and sometimes also in real life that many people they know this fact that uh, krishna he is the supreme personality of godhead he is above uh, like every he is above all the demigods also but uh, yet they also commit some sinful actions and different types of stuff so uh, where so what are happens to them mataji i i'm faintly recalling that you had asked this question previously also uh, but it's good it means that you are actually again revisiting the same topics and thinking through this until you are fully convinced uh, let me uh, try to uh, gather my thoughts uh, but anyone else i don't want to assume that i have the answer so anybody else who wants to answer I didn't understand her question. I'm sorry. Uh, 
So her question is, there are others who are in devotional service who know everything about Krishna but still end up acting or, you know, uh, committing a sinful action. So what happens to them? So Mataji, the answer there is, it depends on the consciousness. So, uh, you know, if your consciousness is that of fully submitting to the Lord's will, then that sinful reaction is not your sinful reaction. I think one of the examples that I had given was of uh, Parashar Muni. So in a materialistic sense, him having a relation with uh, Mata Satyavati, uh, you know, uh, to in order to uh, give birth to Vyasadev, uh, basically it's, it's a sinful action. But it depends on his consciousness. His consciousness, and I have read it and heard it somewhere, that his consciousness was that at that moment, uh, consummation would lead to the birth of Vyasdev. So he does it. So that's one thing. That is where they say that you don't get any sinful reaction. Then there is the consciousness where you commit a sinful reaction, but you immediately come out of that sinful reaction. I am unable to recall the example at, right at this moment. But it's like, you know, you know that you are soul. You know that you are a soul whose duty is to serve Krishna. But, you know, uh, you somehow end up uh, contemplating some matter, material object, some uh, object, sense object that the sense dwells on you perhaps end up enjoying it. So you basically bring down your consciousness from the servant of the Lord to using your body to enjoy that thing, right? That itself is simple because ultimately everything belongs to the Lord. Without His permission, we enjoying anything in this world is actually like a thief stealing things because nothing belongs to us. So that itself is a sinful action. But the moment you come back to thinking and acting into your constitutional position that we are the soul and we are supposed to, uh, you know, uh, serve the Lord, that that kind of mistake is like, say you are, you know the GPS, right, Mataji? That, you know, you want to go from point A to point B. The GPS says, go from here to there. But somewhere in between, you make a wrong turn. And you again come back to the path as per the GPS. So again, you will reach your destination. So those kind of mistakes, Krishna has said, don't consider them as fallen souls. They, because they are in my consciousness, even if they commit a sin, even if they commit a wrong, they will anyway come to me. Now, the third type of people who are in Krishna consciousness or at least attempting to be in Krishna consciousness, Krishna has already answered that if you are unsuccessful, don't worry about it because I will take care of you. He says it in so many places and then he says also that if you are unsuccessful at the time of death, then uh, you will be born uh, into a rich family, in a pious family and you would be given facilities to come back to me. So this is what happens, Mataji. There are different types of, uh, 
I guess, consequences to that sinful action. Sometimes there is no consequence because you are undertaking what is seemingly a sinful action in Krishna consciousness. There is a very uh, limited deviation. Some time is spent if you say make a wrong turn on the GPS but go back to the original destination. And then at times you may end up in a long, wrong location but what Krishna says is once you have so that wrong location being say you go to either a higher planet or lower planet but whatever or higher or lower sort of births like what happened with Bharat Maharaj but he says that I will bring you back I will guide you in your next births or whenever and I will bring you back to your destination so that is his promise uh, I hope I have answered your question Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Uh, anybody else with any questions, comments? Shamra Sikamataji, Harprashad Prabhu. Okay, so it is 8.25. If, with your permission, can we close the call then? Okay. Yes, we can do We can do it. Thank you, Prabhuji. So why don't you, you started the call for us, why don't you uh, close the call with uh, the Vaishnava prayer, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.